Hello again, everyone, and welcome back to In Ohio Country Today podcast, part of the In Ohio Country Today TV show. I'm Big Dan Wilson, and this week, some great stories for you. Dr. Bob Horton joins us. He's been spending at least 40-plus years educating and inspiring farming youth here in the Buckeye State. We'll be talking about Ohio 4-H. Also, Patty House, who has dedicated her life to 4-H and teaching youth the importance of agriculture. Two great stories there. We want to thank our friends at Apple Farm Service. We recorded those at the Precision Farming Academy they had recently. Also, we'll be joined by Dr. Pierce Paul, and he'll be talking about cereal pathology. And We want to give a shout out to our friends up in Putnam County, where we hooked up with him at the Putnam County Agronomy Night. And our thanks to Beth Shekelhoff, the extension agent up there in Putnam County. We'll have those stories and more this week in Ohio Country Today. Rodak and Midway Trailers are Ohio's premier Thunder Creek dealers for fuel trailers and death delivery systems. Thunder Creek offers versatile, reliable, and best of all legal transportation and handling for fuel and death systems. Let us know how our teams at Midway Trailers in Rodak can get you set up and ready any time of the year. For fuel and service trailers, economy trailers, service and lube trailers, double wall trailers, split tank trailers, bulk def trailers, and standalone def systems for trucks. Remember Rodok and Midway Trailers, Ohio's premier Thunder Creek dealer, with three locations to serve you in Delphus, St. Mary's, and Dayton. Ready to upgrade your TMR mixer? Look no further than Kuhn Knight's lineup of mixers from your local Apple Farm Service. Kuhn Knight has the most complete TMR line on the market. Choose the renowned Real Augie mixers for superior mix quality, the Vertical Max mixer for the widest variety of feedstuffs, or the Bowtech mixer for high percentages of byproducts. The Kuhn Knight lineup of mixers at Apple Farm Service. Alan Davis, business owner, active farmer. No one knows farmers' needs better than Alan. Give him a call today at 419-738-7447 and talk about total farm protection and more. Alan Davis Insurance Agency is your solutions provider for auto, home, life, business, recreational, total farm protection and more. Call 419-738-7447. That's 419-738-7447. Welcome back to In Ohio Country Today, and joining me now is Dr. Bob Horton. Dr. Bob, let's talk a little bit about your background. Uh, a lot of people here in the Buckeye State know you through extension, but uh, you do a lot of other things for The Ohio State University, don't you? I've been, yeah, I've been here a long time, 43 years, doing my part with 4-H, and uh, it, it's, it's a, a job where you can evolve. You follow your interests, follow your passions. Uh, I'm Dr. Bob the science guy, but my real love is in agri-science. I've made a tremendous amount of gains, I think, for the state. Uh, introduced a lot of new programming out there that kids can get their hands on, that people can understand, and the learning about the science of agriculture. Got to love it. Yeah, you do. Uh, we do a lot of work with uh, the Ohio Soybean Council and their program, Grow Next Gen. And when you talk about agri-science, you talk about what they're doing to help educators do what they need to do in the classroom, you're doing it from possibly the other side of things, at least talking to the students themselves and getting them excited about agri-science. Absolutely. That whole informal side of learning is what we do best at 4-H. You know, we're not in the classroom. We don't have the lesson plans. But we do have the activities that are going to be easy to administer. Kids can enjoy themselves and, and learn at the same time. And that's a, that's a real bonus. You know, Dr. Bob, it's, it's more than just uh, 
cutting open frogs like when we did back in the 60s and 70s. There's, there's a lot more to it today and the technology that has changed to help educate our, our youngsters in the science of agriculture is has got to be pretty exciting for you too, right? Oh, absolutely. You know, we being able to use a computer, use a cell phone app, uh, get a hold of a, a piece of equipment that's making a difference in, in producers' lives now. I mean, that's, that, that's what it's at. But that essence of learning, here's the concept, and how is it affecting the way in which we, as a producer or part of a family of, of people producing, how is that uh, you know, going to affect the bottom line? And kids can understand that. It's not even a third grader. They're not um, out of the family conversation. They hear these conversations. You know, people all the time scratch their heads looking for new ideas. Sometimes they may come out of the mouth of babes. No question about it. You know, 4-H has long been known for its rural uh, interests, if you will, or getting their programs started in the rural areas. But more urban areas are, are bringing back what 4-H used to be or starting a new 4-H program. Why don't you talk a little bit about that? Yes, isn't that interesting? People going back to their roots, go on up to Cleveland, Cuyahoga County, see what Extension's doing up there. They're talking about that idea of urban farming, and it's really the, let's, let's do the right practices. Let's try to conserve our soil. Let's not stir it up too much to lose all the, the carbon that's been in that soil. Let's be smart about what we're planting. Is this uh, kind of watermelon really going to prosper in an urban setting? And so it's, it's all about success. We want kids to be successful. We want them to be engaged in that meaningful activity. But let's be honest, it's not only what's going into the child's head, but how they're interacting with, with the kids around them, that club. Yeah. Suddenly it's a club initiative yeah. and they're sharing ideas. They're learning how to talk. They're getting out of their shells. Uh, those are those are exciting things to see kids develop in that way, and many times they they'll remember those experiences maybe even more than the the, the concept itself that they were experimenting with. Yeah, and what's cool too is that when you look at those urban areas, the kids are bringing it home, and and maybe the parents are learning something. You know, I grew up in Cleveland, and we still had those Victory Gardens from the from the 40s and 50s that our neighborhoods shared in. You know, where my sisters would go to to harvest uh, plenty of fruits and vegetables. That all went away, but it's pretty exciting to see it come back and the technology that's bringing it back as well. That's correct. In fact, a lot of those pioneers that started that whole Victory Garden movement up in, in Cleveland, they're still alive and they're still involved in the extension program up there. They may not be the ones that are doing the teaching and getting their hands dirty, but now they're inspiring a younger generation to work with those children and to be, begin to you know, make it modern, make it uh, relevant uh, to their lives. Uh, and, and it's something, if, if they're going to be in that area of science, one area of science, if they're going to become a, a producer of, a, of an agricultural product, be aware of what, you know, what, is, what is different. Back in the 80s, the science said best way to get more milk out of dairy cows is to give them BST. So you've got to put a hormone in them. It worked. Increased yields by 17, 18%. Today, BST is off the table. Why? Because we learned better nutrition for dairy animals was more effective than bringing or introducing that hormone in, into their body system. So those are good changes. It, it's just, and, you know, God bless America. We're, there are people that are making money off this, and that's okay. 
You know, we, we try to create jobs. And so as we think about science, young people who are interested in chemistry or math or engineering, hey, do that in the context of agriculture. Remember those 4-H experiences that you had? Yes, we can take that back, have an interview with an employer, have a conversation, say, here's my engineering skills. This is how I would apply it to solve your problems within your company. And that's real-world stuff. Dr. Bob, very exciting. It's very nice to know that the future of agriculture is strong when we've got educators like you that are out there helping our 4-H students and helping our youth move forward and move the ag business forward, if you will. Uh, Dr. Bob, people want more information about what you do. Is there a website they can go to? Well, the, if the first stop would be the State 4-H uh, website. Um, they could just essentially dial in Ohio State University 4-H and it would take them to that. We've got wonderful uh, locations on our webpage that talk about different science, STEM education, outreach activities that kids can get involved in, how to contact the county extension office and, and be a part of the program. Very exciting. Dr. Bob Horton has been our guest. Dr. Bob, thanks for joining us. My pleasure. Have a good day and keep up the good work. Thank you. And we'll be back with more in Ohio Country today right after this. Die Real Estate and Land Company specializes in farmland and recreational land throughout Ohio. A company for people who enjoy the rural lifestyle and looking to buy or sell their land. All of our land agents are members of the Realtors Land Institute and have extensive experience in farming and agricultural land business. At Die Real Estate and Land Company, We'll work with you to tailor-fit a plan that works best for you, your family, and your investments. Our services include 1031 tax-deferred exchanges, land brokerage, land auctions, and CMAs and valuations for estates and planning. We are Die Real Estate and Land Company. Call us today and visit our website at dierealestate.com. Die Real Estate and Land Company. We know the land business because we live it every day. It's a humble idea. Use a biological process to turn a plant into a power source. From that idea came the first Poet Refinery. One biorefinery in one town turned into 27 facilities in 27 towns, creating new local jobs, producing hundreds of millions of gallons of ethanol, and providing renewable products around the world. Suddenly, that one little idea seems a whole lot bigger. See the world differently with Poet. Welcome back to Ohio Country Today, and joining me now is Patty House, and Patty is with The Ohio State University Extension and actively involved in 4-H, but you got started on the farm, didn't you? Let's talk about your background growing up. Yes, I grew up on a family farm in Kentucky, and we raised cattle and hogs and uh, tobacco and corn and lots of other things uh, to uh, help myself and my sister and uh, brother grow up uh, off that farm. My brother is now back on the family farm and my sister and I uh, both went off to college and uh, became extension educators. Her a family consumer science educator and myself a 4-H youth development educator for a high state. You know I find that very unique. A lot of people when they talk about tobacco they always talk about the Carolinas and stuff but didn't realize that southern Ohio especially uh, around the Cincinnati area and the parts of Kentucky, of course, grew tobacco. So uh, was that a, a family history? How, like how many years did you guys do that? Was that something that's been around that farm for years and years? 
Oh, yes. Now, of course, there is no tobacco on the family farm anymore. That phased out a long time ago. But yes, it was a generational kind of thing, much like uh, any type of ag commodity. You know, livestock tends to be carried through generations of farm families, and and so does tobacco. And so does really a row crop, you know, corn and soybeans uh, as well. So, Patty, how'd you land in this spot here? How'd How'd you land here in the Buckeye State? Well, I actually, uh, when I graduated from the University of Kentucky, I actually took a job for Penn State uh, Extension and worked there for six and a half years as a 4-H uh, educator and livestock district specialist kind of position. And then my husband uh, took a job with Select Sires, uh, which meant we were going to come to Ohio. And I wanted to stay in Extension uh, working in the 4-H Youth Development Program, so I applied at Ohio State. And uh, since 1992, I've been doing uh, 4-H Youth Development work here in Ohio. That uh, personal background that you bring from not only Kentucky, but Pennsylvania, and what you're learning here in the Buckeye State, there's a lot of diversity in there when it comes to agriculture. And how do you apply that to your your education technique uh, through Extension? Well, 4-H is all about learn by doing, right? We want kids to experience hands-on experiences and uh, tying those hands-on experiences to agriculture and the science and technology in agriculture, especially uh, as it continues to evolve today, is really important. Uh, We believe that the best way for kids to experience something Uh, is to do it. And uh, we do that in lots of different ways, whether it's a science experiment where they might be testing in hypothesis, or whether it's an engineering challenge uh, where they um, come up with an idea, uh, they create a model of that idea, and then they test it and revise it. Uh, It's all really great um, experience with the forethought uh, that you know, it might spark an interest in a career path. You know, that's that's really interesting, too, because 4-H is more than just getting prepared for uh, a career possibly in agriculture, but getting prepared for life and getting those experiences, those hand-on experiences that make a difference in choosing what kind of career you want, right? And developing those life skills, communication, teamwork, responsibility. You know, I have employers in Clark County where I work as the 4-H Youth Development Educator that say, you know, they'll hire a 4-H person long before they'll hire somebody else because they know that they've developed a strong work ethic through those 4-H projects that they've taken. And it's pretty exciting, too, that it's more than just Ohio State out there. There's a Central State University building their extension program and some of the other colleges and universities that have long been involved in agriculture like Wilmington. And you guys partner with them occasionally when you're out there in the fields, right? Oh, yes. We do a lot of partnering uh, with uh, professionals at Central State. Uh, They utilize our curriculum as well, and we uh, um, help support um, training their professionals, and they do the same for us. Uh, it's a great partnership. Um, our goal is to reach kids wherever they are in Ohio, whether it's uh, through Central States programs or whether it's through Ohio State's programs. You know, we talk about the continuing education of it, and it's important that you know what you're talking about. And so I think it's kind of a challenge sometimes with all the changing technologies that are out there to learn yourself to be able to teach these young minds what they need to know for the next generation, if you will. 
Well, that's true. Uh, oftentimes I say, you know, we pick up technology uh, and create activities around new technologies to teach kids. Oftentimes kids they're fearless. They don't have a fear of technology because they've grown up with it all their lives. Unlike myself, you know, that had my first uh, cell phone that was about this big uh, in the 90s, you know, kids today have grown up with iPads and tablets and smartphones. And so they grasp onto that technology really quickly. Uh, And you're looking for the next cutting piece of technology. Our goal is to help kids become creators of technology, not just consumers of technology. Yeah, it's got to be exciting, too, to, to make sure that you have the resources to be able to do that. You probably couldn't do it without our commodities out there. People like the Ohio Soybean Council, one of our fine sponsors, the Ohio Corn and Wheat Growers, the Ohio Cattlemen's Association, you mentioned Select Sires. So there's, there's probably a lot of those organizations that help support your efforts, right? Yes, partnerships have been a key component of us developing uh, our STEM challenges around uh, agricultural uh, pieces. Ohio Soybean Council was a big sponsor of our last uh, big challenge here in Ohio called High Flying Soybeans. And uh, it reached about 2,200 kids throughout the state of Ohio and um, also helped launch um, our next national initiative, which is our... uh, aerial ag uh, project uh, through Bayer and National 4-H Council. Some good stuff. Patty House has been our guest, extension educator, 4-H with The Ohio State University. Patty, if people want more information, is there a resource that they can go to on the the web? Sure, they can go to ohio4h.org and uh, click on programs. Uh, They can click on our science tab, uh, which will link them to our STEM pathways curriculums as well as our 10-minute science and other programs that we offer uh, through our uh, statewide website. Very cool. Patty House has been our guest. Patty, thanks for joining us. Oh, thank you. I've enjoyed it. Our farm department is committed to providing ag professionals the products, coverages, and peace of mind needed to run a successful operation. With our home office located in the heart of farm country, many of us have first-hand experience when it comes to farming, and we know how to take out the risk. Under one policy, we can provide total protection of your investment, from your home and barns to your equipment and livestock. We also provide an outstanding equine coverage from a homeowner with a single horse to a professional breeder and everything in between. Come join us and experience this line of difference. Pushita Creek Steaks, naturally delicious, antibiotic and hormone-free. From fresh grass and grain-fed, free-to-roam cattle, Pushita Creek is a family-owned and operated 210-acre free-range ranch right here in Ohio. And we take the time to custom-fit your order to exactly what you want. For steaks, roasts, hamburger, pet treats, gifts, freezer boxes, and much more, check us out on the web at PushitaCreekSteaks.com. That's PushitaCreekSteaks.com. Welcome back to In Ohio Country today. And joining me now is Dr. Pierce Paul. Dr. Paul is with The Ohio State University. And we're here at the Agronomy Night up at Putnam County, beautiful Kaleida, Ohio. And uh, Dr. Paul, before we get started, we're going to talk a little bit about cereal pathology, but uh, How'd you land here at Ohio State University? Right, I came to Ohio State, uh, the Ohio State University by way of Iowa State. So oh, wow. I did my PhD 
at Iowa State working with diseases of corn, and then I joined Ohio State as a postdoc research scientist, and I'm on the faculty working with diseases of corn and small grain crops. Most of what you do, obviously, has to deal with agronomy, so you're dealing with a lot of different ag conditions here in the Buckeye State. Iowa's probably a little bit more consistent throughout the state, but when you're here in Ohio, you have to deal with a lot of different conditions, don't you? That's certainly the case, and you know, some things that I learned at Iowa State transcend and apply equally well to Ohio, but you still have to do the research in Ohio to learn about how things develop and how things affect crops in Ohio. Well, let's talk about cereal pathology, what you're speaking about tonight. Right. So cereal pathology, as the name suggests, I'm looking at diseases of cereal crops. And cereal crops, in this case, in Ohio specifically, would be corn, um, wheat, and a little bit of barley. And all of those crops are affected by different diseases, and those diseases can impact grain yield and quality. And that's some of the things I'll talk about tonight, what we're doing as part of my research program to help control and minimize those impacts on, on the crop. Specifically, what I'll talk about is a new disease, tar spot, that's affecting corn across the corn belt. Mm. And I'll also talk about air rats and mycotoxins that are also affecting crops um, in the state and in the neighboring states as well. You know, we talk about those conditions in our crops. There has to be a, a number of different ways to handle that, to deal with those conditions. What are some of the things that you suggest that our farmers do? Right. I think the first line of defense against all of these different things, regardless of the weather conditions, is find the best resistant variety. You might be able to find resistant corn varieties to air rots, resistant wheat varieties to head scab, some resistant varieties to tar spot. That would be the best way to start. And then once you start with the best resistant variety, you could come in with a fungicide and provide some effective control. And then management after that would help as well in terms of timely harvest of grain, drying down grain properly, testing grain for mycotoxins, and some of the other problems. Between Iowa and the Ohio State University, I'm sure you came in contact with a lot of good research and development people at those universities dealing with those varieties, and how do you see those things changing as far as moving forward to avoid these kind of diseases, or is it something that we constantly have to handle because of the changes that, that, that occur in the fields? That's an excellent question. Um, variety resistance to disease is only one of several variety traits we're looking at. So as we develop varieties looking at different traits with um, for yield, for example, for herbicide resistance, for example, you really want to make sure it has to be an ongoing process. As you develop varieties for more traits, for different traits, for agronomic traits, for yield, you still want to make sure you track those varieties in terms of their resistance to disease. So it has to be an ongoing process. You never stop developing varieties for resistance. So part of my program, I do, and I'm an epidemiologist, and I do epidemiology and integrated management of diseases. So what I do, I set up trials across the state at our research stations and in farmers' field as well, on-farm trials. And what I do is collect data every year for the last several years. And what I'm going to do tonight is share some of those results with farmers so they can see exactly how... Um, you know, some of my program, how effective some of the control strategies I'm testing work on the Ohio's conditions. So it's a first-hand look at um, how fungicides work on our crops, on the Ohio's specific conditions or conditions in neighboring states, so they get a sense for what to choose in terms of using a fungicide to, to manage tar spot, using a fungicide to manage head scab, using a fungicide to manage air rats, and redu reducing mycotoxin in corn and wheat 
um, with fungicides as well. And let's talk about that data. Where is it accessible to? Right. So most of my data at this point is still data that I keep in my lab, and I summarize that data and present it in the form of talks at extension meetings. I do publish papers on those using those data, and I do fact sheet with that data. So that data is distilled and processed in a way that makes the information easier for farmers and extension educators to use. Once I finish you know, publishing my papers, I would prepare extension talks, prepare podcasts, and even prepare um, fact sheets using that data. But there's a lot of information that comes from these test trial plots, if you will, throughout the Buckeye State. And Ohio State has done a great job of gathering that information and making it available to our farmer producers out there. And why don't you give them some information about where they can go to get that additional information? Right. So typical places you would go, um, each lab would have an extension website. We've got our corn newsletter. This is Crop Observation um, Recommendation Network. we got corn newsletter website where you can find some of that information. You can find information on more of a regional um, crop production network as well. Well, this is more of a regional network. So there's multiple places, and obviously, do not hesitate to contact your specialist. That's why I'm here for. That's what I'm being paid for. Talk to me if you need additional information. If you need additional data, you can always contact your specialist. One of the many reliable sources from The Ohio State University when it comes to providing news and information to help our farmers be more profitable here in the Buckeye State. Dr. Pierce Paul has been our guest. Serial pathology from The Ohio State University. Dr. Paul, thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Mm-hmm. And we'll be back with more In Ohio Country today right after this. Rodak and Midway Trailers are your source for North Star truck beds. When your job is tough, you need equipment you can count on every day. North Star has built a reputation for providing truck beds that work as hard as you and can withstand your daily grind. North Star truck beds are built with the most rugged users in mind, providing years of service to any owner. Remember Rodak and Midway Trailers, your source for North Star truck beds. With three locations to serve you in Delphus, St. Mary's, and Dayton. Your outdoor fun starts here at Dad's Toy Shop. See us today for all of your favorite remote control, land, air, and watercraft, and so much more. Dad's Toy Shop in downtown Wapakoneta is your one-stop shop for all of your hobby needs. It's Apple Farm Services Spring Super Sale. 10% off parts, toys, apparel, and more. That's 10% off your wear parts, your planning parts, tillage parts, twine, and more. Mark your calendars February 20th through March 10th. Download the catalog today. AppleFarmService.com slash catalog. That's going to do it for this week's edition of In Ohio Country Today. I'm Big Dan Wilson, and our radio program, our TV show, and our podcast are all designed to offer news and information about the agricultural industry here in the Buckeye State. We celebrate farming and farming families. And for more information, check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and any of your favorite podcast stations. And once again, don't miss our award-winning TV show, Seen Weekly on a Station Near You. Once again, check us out on the web at inohiocountry.com. That's inohiocountry.com. Have a good day, everybody.